Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This is episode 56. I'm excited to get this one going. We have another amazing special guest that I'm looking forward to introduce. But before we go there, I'd love to ask my co-host, the amazing, the beautiful, the stunning, the hero extraordinary, and the soon, oh no, sorry, the now published author, Stacey Brown. Stace, can you introduce yourself, please? I'm happy to. Hi, friends. We're so excited to be with you again. Uh, my name is Stacey, and I am an intuitive healer and a certified Reiki practitioner. I'm a spiritual mentor and coach, an Akashic record reader, a podcast host and creator. And yes, I just published my first book, Journey to Soul Center, Discovering the Gift of Surrender. You can find it on Amazon. It's also on Audible. Really excited to be able to finally have this project complete and have it out in the world. And we've been getting some really awesome feedback about it. So thank you to those of you who have already purchased. This is an exciting time. Nice. And Stace, you don't react to my introduction anymore. Uh, maybe I got <laughs> maybe I got to step it up and you know kind of I just I love putting Stacey on the spot you know getting us ready for whatever comes yeah and I'd love to hand over to our beautiful guest uh, longtime friend sister Faye glad to have <laughs> you here can you introduce yourself yay I'm happy to be here hello everyone my name is Faye I am a spiritual healer I'm also a practitioner of QHHT that is quantum healing hypnosis technique. I am currently um, a mentor and a coach for self-love, and I help women to be empowered uh, through love and to be able to connect with their divine feminine and to be able to express that and live fully and freely with that. And I also have a very soft spot of holding space for people who are just newly on their spiritual journey. Um, it's just something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, because I remember when I was once there and I didn't really have that. So I love holding space for those who are just starting this journey. So back to you, Naps. Thank you, Faye. And um, you know, we've talked about Clubhouse on this podcast before, and it's just 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 thinking about it, I'm, I've met both Faye and Stacey on Clubhouse. So um, universe guides you to some amazing souls when you, when you ask for it, I guess. So I'm really glad to hear, be here with both of you. Hi, everybody. I'm Nims Nimesh. I am a podcast host and creator, uh, also a spiritual coach, mentor, a Kashit record reader, Kashit trainer. And um, yeah, I love this space, love the healing space that we're doing. Um, I started this podcast based on a message through the Kashit Records. So Kashit Records has changed my, changed my life and brought me to this space. And I'm excited for this episode. We're talking all about perseverance. And um this is a topic actually that we agreed to with Faye. So Faye, I'd love you to start just talking about what does this topic mean to you? What, what, what was it that appealed to you about this topic? Oh, absolutely. So I always joke and I say, if you look up the definition of perseverance, you'll see my picture in the dictionary right next to it. <laughs> I have endured a, a life of um, obstacles and struggles and Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, you're not really, you're born into situations, right? Some things are just outside of your control. And I remember early on as a little kid, um, I grew up in um, a very, I don't want to say impoverished community, but it was, we were poor. Um, I guess I really didn't notice how poor we were because my grandmother and my mom did a 
very good job at making sure that we had food on the table, you know, our clothes were clean. But for lack of better words, I grew up, you know, we grew up in the projects and we grew up um, in an era where there was a lot of drugs and there was a lot of street violence. Um, I grew up in a home where there was also domestic violence, which I did not realize was domestic violence until rather recently. Um, and I can talk about that uh, a little bit, but I've noticed that when going on my healing journey. But the one thing that has always stuck with me as a kid, I remember saying to myself, I am going to get myself out of this situation. I am not going to be this victim of my circumstances. Um, and even being somewhat fortunate because my grandmother and my mother um, did the best that they could to take care of all of us. Um, and I lived in a house, just for context, it was like 13 of us that lived in a house together, right? In a three, four bedroom house. Um, and they did the best that they could to provide for us. But I remember um, there being some struggles and even crossing those tracks, going into like just a different neighborhood where it was a little bit more affluent or let's just say wealthy and the way the looks that I got or even going to the grocery store and we were on public assistance. So we had like food stamps and back in the day, they're not like those cute little cards now that's like a debit card, right? They were like monopoly money. <laughs> so they're like this paper colored money and just seeing the looks of people, you know, like, oh goodness, here's another one of them. And what that did to my little soul as a kid. So I remember saying to myself, I am going to break this cycle. I am going to get out of this circumstance. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, I just had this burning sensation inside of myself that was this strong determination, like I am going to overcome this. And I did. Now, obviously it came when I was an adult, right? Because when you're a kid, you're just in your circumstances, unfortunately. Um, but this has been like this lifelong um, process for me is that when something comes that's a roadblock, it's a hindrance. And I've had, I have stories for days that I can share with y'all about just life and just crap that happens, right? Um, but it's more than just overcoming it, right? Overcoming an obstacle. It's literally having that willpower and that spark inside of you that's like, I am pushing through this no matter what's coming my way. You know, I'm going to get on the other side of this. And that's why I I wanted us to have this discussion about perseverance because we all have obstacles in life. Um, we all are met with challenges. Um, we all have different experiences. Um, I don't ever like to have a degree on like trauma or a degree on pain or a degree on experience because what is traumatic for me might not be for you and vice versa, right? But trauma is trauma. Bad experiences are bad experiences. Um, and it's what create us in life. But like I said, it's not about just getting over it. It's not about just moving on from it, but it's about really having that mindset that you are going to achieve it. You are going to get past it no matter what comes in the way. So yeah, did I answer that question? <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And it's... um. And as I was thinking about this podcast, I was thinking of both of you, thinking, wow, you both, you know, I could put both of your pictures there next to Perseverance. I mean, it's like, uh, hey, I've known some of your story in terms of what you've been through recently in the States. Obviously, I've, uh, we've talked about it on the podcast. You're uh, another another great example of somebody who perseveres. So um, I'd love to have your take on it and, you know, kind of your, um, 
definition of perseverance and why it's important to persevere? So, you know, it's interesting because I grew up very differently than Faye did. Um, And I feel like from the outside looking in, it probably looked like it was very easy. You know, I grew up with a father who, similar to what Faye is saying, like he grew up in a row home in Philly um, when he was standing on the front steps of college and his parents were dropping him off. They were living out of their station wagon with his two younger siblings, and one of them was a newborn. And so my father made the decision at that moment that he was never going to subject his own family to that kind of suffering. And so he did everything in his power to provide for us financially. And so I grew up with him chasing this dream and this uh, trying to attain a higher and higher level of success. So from the outside looking in, I lived in nice homes, um, was very well provided for, for my physical needs. But a lot of the wounds that he had suffered from the way that he grew up impacted the way that he ran our household and the way that he parented and the way that he treated us. And it made, um, it made for a very mentally and emotionally toxic environment for me. And the way that that unfolded was me forming a close identity with guilt and shame. And it impacted a lot of my decisions. I got married the first time two months to the day after my 18th birthday, never having had a job in my life, having no clue how to pay bills and how to take care of myself. And I went right into a relationship. And in that relationship, I ended up marrying someone who was very similar to my father. And what unfolded over the course of several decades was um, this deep desire to somehow um, form my own family unit and move out of the toxic space that I grew up in. Um, It's interesting because I I just looked up the, the definition of perseverance and it says, persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. And it makes me think of specifically the last four years. Um, you know, I, I thought that I had, I had it all figured out. I thought that I had kind of found my happy ending. My, my partner and I had remarried and kind of built this beautiful life. And um, our son, who was 17 at the time, just plummeted into mental health and substance abuse issues. And when you have anyone in the family facing challenges like that, it impacts the whole family unit. And it has made for a tremendous amount of chaos in my life. And in addition to that chaos, it has required me to redefine everything about my life. 
So, you know, in the aftermath of my son's suicide attempt, my marriage fell apart, my health fell apart, um, my family unit fell apart. Um, I've since gone through, I'm in the final stages of a divorce. Um, I moved out and sold my marital home. And I have been slowly working brick by brick to rebuild my life in this season. And it's interesting because um, I am super persistent in like doing something despite the difficulty, like this perseverance would is, is like the definition of my life right now. And so I can really relate to Faye in that I am navigating an entirely new season and at 46 years old, I'm going to be living on my own for the first time ever in life. And um, there's just this feeling of, I can't stop until it's, until this season is done. There's just this deep desire to get to the other side of this transition and to create a life, a new life for myself. And so I'm, I just, you know, signed the lease on a condo and I picked up the keys this morning and my mind is racing with all of the things that I, I need to buy and the things I need to do and what I need to pack and how I'm going to make this transition. But I feel this kind of unstoppable desire to attain peace mm -hmm. and to cultivate a life that I can be proud of. And so as much as I feel distracted because my brain is going a million miles an hour with all the decisions I have to make, the flip side to it is um, in this season, I'm, I'm persevering um, with the, the deepest desire to get to that peaceful space where I have my own spot in the world that I can be myself and I can raise my daughter. So this, this topic couldn't come at a more appropriate time. Um, it, it, this has been probably the most challenging season of my entire life. And here we are, you know, as I'm on the cusp of reinventing and restarting a new season, it, it's a powerful time to be having this discussion. <laughs> I love that. I love the divine timing of it, right? Because uh, you know, we scheduled podcasts out a couple of months in advance. So there was no way we could have known that this topic was going to be the topic on kind of such an appropriate day. Um, it's interesting. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't planning on talking about my childhood and faith. That's where you started, and it kind of kind of brings me back. And I've talked about it on the podcast before, but. Um, so I was a refugee. I was born in Uganda, in Africa. Um, I was probably three years old um, when Idi Amin, um, at the time, decided that all Indians were um, had all the money, all the land, and they should leave within two weeks. So we had a couple of weeks to leave. Um, we then were refugees in the UK. Um, we were our first home was. Um, in the edge of um, between England and Scotland, so kind of the edge. We were there was only two Indian families there, and um, yeah, I mean, growing up, I didn't. I mean, I had grew up in a loving environment, but I didn't have a lot of attention because 
you know, there was, I've, I've got four brothers, four sisters. Um, so there's nine of us together, plus parents that live in a small house. And, um, you know, everybody was just trying to figure out how to survive. Everyone's trying to learn the language, get jobs, kind of figure out how to survive in this new environment that none of us were really planning to, to go there. So interesting enough, I really feel my voice is my gift now, but I didn't have a voice growing up. So, um, I guess I had to persevere to really find my voice. And, um, you know, like I said, I didn't didn't have a lot of attention growing up. Everybody was super busy. It's not like I wasn't in a loving environment, but just when, you're, when you've got to learn the language, you've got to try and figure out how to survive. So I'm, I've got one younger sister, everyone else is older, so everyone else was trying to figure out schools and languages and, you know, parents were just trying to figure out how to survive in that environment. So... Um, you know, and I've done a lot of inner child work, a lot of releasing, a lot of kind of healing, whatever that looks like. Um, but I do remember a conversation, I remember, and it's through the inner child work I, that I kind of remember the conversation. But I remember it was, I was about four, probably four, four years old, and I remember a conversation my sister was having with my parents, and they were arguing. My sister wanted to do something, go somewhere, and we just didn't have the money, so parents said no. And I remember making a decision at that point where when I grow up, I'm going to make sure that I have a home that's big enough if the family want to visit. And financially, I'm not in a situation where if I want to do something, you know, it's obviously there's limits, but within reason, I could do it. And I, within the child work, realized that I've manifested my current reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just interesting, the, the things that you go, grow up with and what you go through, how much that influences you as an adult. Um, but I'd love to talk to you guys about, I'm sure there's people listening thinking, well, I'm not in the same situation as you guys, right? I'm struggling, I'm struggling, whatever, this, this, and this. And maybe they don't, you don't see the light. You don't see the, even with perseverance, how am I going to get through this? So I'd love to, and starting with you, Faye, just ask you, what, what, what would your advice to, to our listeners be if you're going through something like that? You know, what are, what are some of the things that you've done? What, what advice would you give? you know, to, to really kind of perse- persevere and continue down this path and maybe see a light at the end of the tunnel? What would you advise our listeners? You know, I actually love that question because when I finally, I wouldn't say figured out what I wanted to do with my life, I feel like I just figured out what I wanted to do with my life. But for a long time, I was wondering aimlessly. And it was because I had a little to no direction growing up. Right. I grew up in a house where it was just celebrated that you graduated high school and then that was it. Right. Go to the military, go get a job. That was that was it. And that was all. Um, and barely that. I've been on my own since I was 15. OK, so I, I. I've also worked and I'm sorry, I'm splitting this because I'm thinking about my situation, but I'm also trying to hold space for others. And I want to say this. I've also worked in a career where I was able to help hundreds of people, probably thousands. Um, I worked in law enforcement and I'm no longer working in law enforcement, but I was in law enforcement for about 14 years. And I've worked with some really um, interesting individuals. And I say that with um, with the, the lightest of heart because seeing them 
move through their situations. I could see sometimes people wanted to persevere and wanted to get past the situation, but others just live through it, right? This is just my life. This is my reality. You know, eventually this hardship will be over. I'm going to get from point A to point B. So one thing that I would always discuss with those clients um, and try to give them a little bit of spark and hopes. If I could, I would share, always share a little bit about my testimony and where I came from, because it's easy for people to connect when when they're like, oh, I don't I don't like trauma bonding. But when people are like, oh, yeah, I've had a similar experience. Right. Oh, you you have this good job like you have this life appearance wise that things are great, but you came from this place. Um, but that's not always the case. So my my advice or a suggestion I would give to people is is to always just carry that glimmer of hope. Because sometimes perseverance is something that's innate. I believe that. But it's also a skill that's learned. Because if you're constantly surrounded by some, some people or an environment that's always negative, they're always putting you down. They never have anything like positive to instill with you. Guess what? We learn by example. We see these things. So sometimes, like even as children, and you grow up to become an adult, you end up getting into these relationships, right? You mirror what you learned as a child. I've been there. I grew up in a home with a narcissist. So guess who I ended up in a relationship with? <laughs> a narcissist. And then after I left that narcissist, I ended up with another one. And then when I left that one, I ended up with another one until I started to do the work, right? So the advice that I would say is if you have a glimmer of hope, hold on to that hope and think about what that hope looks like. You know, keep that vision and just know that at some time, at some point, you can get to that place. Um, and I think that's the best advice that I have because it does take practice. Some some of us just, I hate to say it this way, but some of us just kind of have it. Like with me, I knew at a very early age, no one was coming to my rescue. I grew up in a very um, neglectful home. It was very mental and emotional kind of abusive home. And there was also domestic violence inside of my home. I learned as far as I can remember at the age of five, no one was coming to my rescue. I couldn't cry because no one was going to coddle me. I couldn't express my feelings. I couldn't talk, right? I couldn't speak up because I knew that I would be just muted and, and shut down. So I had to force myself to say, hey, I want to, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to be in this situation anymore. And although I was a child, I had to wait till I was an adult to get past that. However, um, I kept that hope. And I didn't know how I was going to get to the other side of it. I just, I just knew I wanted to get to the other side. So that would be the advice I would have someone is just keep that spark inside of you. If there's any kind of hardship that you're having, and it doesn't have to be something as grave or as dire as the stuff that some people will not have the same life that we've experienced, right? To this degree. But even if it's something that's just like, I don't know, maybe a career change or, you know, maybe there was something that you wanted to do and then there was just like a block that happened and now you can't do it. You just have to put it off. Just hold on to that glimmer of hope and just keep that inside of you. Keep that flame lit. You know, that's what perseverance is. You will eventually get on the other side of that. Nice. Thank you for that, Faye. Beautiful insight. Stace, coming up to you next. What would be your advice to our listener? You've, uh, you've had to persevere a lot in a short space of time. So um, 
love for you, for you to give your input. So this is challenging for me because I feel like Faye that there, there are certain people that are just innately driven to persevere through whatever comes their way. And Faye, um, I, just, I have to say, like, I've only known you a short span of time, but it's definitely one of the things that I feel very connected to you with. I can feel like the power of who you are and what you've been through and that you're so driven to overcome. And so that like, I feel like I'm naturally like drawn to people who have that about them. Um, just being very real about, about me, I am a super anxious person by nature and I can't remember a time in my life where I haven't been anxious. And so when I think about um, the driving force a lot of times for me to overcome, it's usually an anxious feeling that overcomes me and the desperation to get through that anxiety into a season that feels familiar and grounded and safe. And I have been in this mess of a life this past four years specifically where everything about me has been stripped away to the core. And I know that our listeners have probably been there where you feel like your whole life has been upended in some way. And the question is, how do you get through it? And for me, um, I let myself feel all the feelings. So the anxiety, I let myself feel it. Some days the adrenaline coursing through my veins from the anxiety is what gets me to persevere. Um, but I also let myself emote. You know, I say that when my son went through this, this trauma, one of the, the injuries that I faced afterwards was this insane vulnerability and so I let myself cry if I need to cry. Um, I lean into my support system when I'm going through a challenging time. I lean into those people in my inner circle that I know I can trust with not just what I'm going through, but the emotion caused by what I'm going through. So it's, it's kind of multifaceted because when I'm in it, my heart's pumping, you know, like I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get through this. I have to find an answer. I have to figure a way through this, which gets me to fight and keep going. But then in that vulnerable state, I recognize that I can't do it alone. I've had to do a lot on my own, but when it comes to the, the real, like life exploded and I'm trying to put the pieces back together. I lean into community and I have found that through various avenues, you know, clubhouse has been a great tool for me to meet people who are like-minded. Um, I have pulled close to my children and to um, my, my youngest daughter, to her father and kind of built this support system that allows me to feel like I'm not alone in it. And then additionally, 
I would say, um, and this might sound kind of silly, but I have to pace myself. And I think back to, you know, the years that I spent distance running and how if you ran too fast at the beginning of a long run, you would burn out and you wouldn't be able to complete the distance. So what I find myself doing is like pacing myself with, okay, what do I need to do today in order to get through and fill in the blank? Um, because sometimes looking at the whole picture can be super overwhelming. We just talked about, you know, I got the keys to this condo and I went to the condo this morning and I did the walkthrough with the realtor and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, where am I going to fit this? And how am I going to buy this? And I need this and I need that. And my brain is like 10 steps ahead in the process of me persevering through this move. Right. But then I come, I come back to where I, where I'm staying currently. And I get on this podcast episode with the two of you and I have to like dial in on being present and in the moment. So I think there's a bunch of parts to this, right? In order to persevere, I believe it's critical to have a support system, a network of people that you can rely on. And it might be a small network, but people that you love, know, and trust. And then the second thing is pacing myself. One moment at a time is sometimes all I can do. You know, there, there are days where I cannot think about next week or tomorrow. And I just need to be in this moment in this podcast with the two of you so that I can give in the way that I want to, instead of being distracted by everything that's coming ahead. Right. So there, there are a bunch of different like strategies that I use. Um, but I think the other one that I want to add to this that I feel is really important is gratitude. You know, um, we can all look at our circumstances and say, I've been through and fill in the blank, this experience, this horrific thing, this, but what are the ways that your higher power, God, the universe has risen to meet you in those challenges, right? I was casually looking for a condo. I wasn't really obsessively focusing on finding a place to live. And the very first place that I went met every single one of the criteria that I had for a place to live, right? And it was like, I can look at that and say, this is the way that the universe is supporting me right now in this decision, right? And so I think that having this, this intentional practice of gratitude on a daily basis reminds me of the ways that I am being supported even when I'm in a challenging season. So I would say if you're struggling right now, those are some of the things that I would start with in order to get through whatever it is you're facing. Thank you, Stace. Love that. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I um, Let's do both what you say and just... For me, there's a consistency and actually there's a consistency in all our podcasts and that starts with having that strong self-care routine, doing something where you're, you're carving time out for yourself, whatever that looks like. Um, I think everything starts from there, right? Because it gives you a solid base and kind of a, 
a base to kind of make decisions from because it's like when everything's crazy around you and if you're consumed by that then it does take over and um you know we always talk about self-care routine on the podcast it kind of seems to come up quite often, quite a lot but it normally involves something like gratitude as Stacey was talking about taking time out for yourself whether it's in nature whatever that looks like um but really kind of focusing on what doing things that lift your soul and um you know Stace talked about having a, a good support system around you and I'm sure there's some people on here that say I haven't got anybody um but that's when you ask right that's when you that's when you trust and you ask and you manifest at least having a small group of people around you who can support you and um Faye talked about you know kind of just being consistent and knowing that you know kind of seeing the light and um I get I make sometimes I make it sound easier than it is but it's that what if everything you're going through and the pain that you're going through is is training you for whatever's coming next? So if you go back, and I'm asking, talking to listeners, if you go back to maybe your one of your most painful memories that you got through, and you ask yourself, how did I grow through that? What did I what did I do? And how much did I learn as I went through that process? And I think you'll find that your biggest growth came from your most painful moments. So if you go back and really consider how much you've grown and be grateful for that growth, then maybe that gives you hope for whatever you're going through now and it allows you to persevere because I'm a big believer that the universe won't give you anything you can't handle. And if that's true, and if everything that's happening to you is happening for you rather than to you, then in some way you are being expanded and you are being trained and you are being led down a path that there has a light at the end of it. And, um, just like I say, if you go back and just really consider your most painful times and how you got through it, maybe that gives you hope that you're going to get through this. And, um, you know, perseverance is pretty much, you know, when you get knocked down, you get back and get back up and you keep going. Right. And it's that, 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 um, you know, if you can be just pick one or two things to be grateful for and truly feel it in you. And if you can be, you know, just pick the things and just, as Stacey said, focus on one day at a time, focus on this moment, because often do we get lost in what we should have done or how much do we get lost in what we should be doing instead of actually doing what we're meant to be doing. And if we can focus, again, I talk a lot about it in each podcast, but if we could focus on this moment and really be grateful for this moment, feel the joy in this moment, um, feel the love in this moment and know that your answers are in you, if you could truly just focus on this moment, then maybe life does become simpler. And I get it. I get I make it sound simple. And, you know, when you're in it and there's a lot of emotion, um, it's hard. And, um, you know, we are we are souls having a human experience and that human experience. Sometimes it's challenging. And um, I really do feel that we've gone through a period in 2022 and also the beginning of 23, which has been challenging for most of us. Right. There's been a lot of growth. There's been a lot of pushing. There's been a lot of things happening that you know we just thought things were going to get easier but it's um started to be challenging i do feel like we're moving into a new vibration i think i talked about it in the last podcast but i do feel that we're going that doesn't mean we won't be pushed i think we'll be pushed to shine a light and what does that look like um but yeah i'm excited for whatever's coming and um yeah i'd love to um maybe start with you stace if you could um 
And again, I'm putting you on the spot. Pick a, think of something that you've been through that now when you look through the other side, you realize that in some way it was serving you. I mean, you know, having a child in the hospital for several months, sitting around a conference table with doctors talking about potentially donating your son's organs is not something that I ever imagined facing. And the years long process of recovering from all of that, I never would have expected, but I just had a call with my son the other day and we were talking about where he is now and he's six weeks away from being two years clean and sober. He's working in the addictions community and impacting lives um, on a, on a tremendous scale. And I know that without that experience, I wouldn't have written a book. I wouldn't have left hairdressing. I wouldn't have left my marriage that was toxic. I would not have traveled the way that I have. And so I can see now a season that was so dark and so deeply painful has led me on a journey of self-discovery that I could never have anticipated. And I know that it has served me in the sense that I'm a better mother today than I was before that experience happened. And I'm showing up in the world with the desire to help people in a more deep and meaningful way than I would have or could have as a hairdresser. And so it's interesting because there were days that I didn't know how I was going to get through it. I mean, traveling back and forth into the city every day, um, learning how to, to do wound care, um, dispensing medications, um, rehab, physical rehab for my son. I mean, it, it was just, it was very, very daunting. And I look at it now and I can see that through that experience that was so deeply painful, it has led me on a profound journey of self-discovery and has proven to me that I'm stronger than I ever thought I was. Wow, love that. And as you say, you um, a lot of that is shared in your book, right? It's uh, in terms of persevering. You're a, you're a great example of somebody who had to um, you know, persevere and now you're moving into your own space. It's, that, it's a beautiful journey. So, um, but yeah, Faith, moving on to you, the same question. Oh, goodness. Let's just back it up for one second. What you both shared, uh, what you just shared, Stacey, and then before that with the last question, and you also, Nims, like, thank you for that. Because um, gratitude and being present and knowing, you know, yourself being still, having that tribe, and even if you don't have a tribe, like, it all plays a part in this and has been a major component of my life um, and some things that I've been through. Um, I would just go with the more recent, because <laughs> like I've said, there's been so many things 
that I could talk about and how it's really shaped me. But um, about a year ago, and you both know this, about a year ago, I was taking the leap of faith to um, start a new career path and was taking me into doing more spiritual work with being a coach and a mentor. And I was spreading my wings and flying and I was ready. I, I was taking that leap of faith. I had resigned from my job. I had given them a nine week notice. And literally the last five days that I was there, I was in a car accident and I ended up with a concussion. Never had a concussion before. So that experience was really eye-opening for me in the sense of how much you need your brain, <laughs> right? Like how much you need your brain for everything. Like I've had some other injuries before, um, broken leg, broken ankle, broken clavicle, some other things. But when your brain is not functioning or when you really cannot think, you can't, your memory is gone. You can't put together sentences. Like I was in such a dark place and I slipped into a slight depression and um, Nims, I know we, we talked about this very briefly because I didn't think that I was going to come out of it. And it wasn't like, this wasn't like me. I felt like it was so out of character, but I also didn't have any control over it. This was also part I found later that was part of this healing process. But during this process, everything like literally came to a screeching halt. So I resigned from my job. I couldn't go back. <laughs> they hired someone else for my position. Um, I, you know, I had all these savings that I was like, oh, I'm putting these savings up because I'm doing this, this, and this. I'm going to finish the business. And I couldn't do any of that. So for about nine months, I was just kind of walking in circles in my house, literally and figuratively speaking. But in that time, now looking at it, now that my brain's, you know, working a lot better than it was, you know, over this past year. I've learned to have patience with myself. I've learned to speak up for myself. And oddly enough, I was already speaking up for myself, but now I understand it in a different way that like my throat chakra is so wide open. I, I'm able to speak from my heart. I'm able to speak from a place that I wasn't speaking for him before. And I also know too, that I had to go through this to be able to help people. Like I knew I was ready to help people. I've been in the space where I've been helping people for years. This is what I did for a living. But until I had this accident and I was forced to sit down, it had me reevaluate pretty much everything in my life. I had to reevaluate my marriage. I had to reevaluate what it looks like to be a mom and struggle with going through what I was trying to go through, but then still showing up for my kid. You know, I had to reevaluate what this looked like for my finances. I had to think about, you know, what it looked like for me in this business. But the one thing that I always held on to was I'm not stopping. I've had this whole experience and it shaped me and it's helped me to be this better individual and it helped me to be able to serve people in a different light but I still held that vision and that passion to be able to stay on this path of being a healer. I did not let that pretty much deter me in a sense to where I was throwing the towel in. So yeah, this past year has been a, a tremendous learning experience and um, it's, it's really helped to complete the part of healing that I hadn't addressed. It was like opening up Pandora's, Pandora's box. That makes sense. All this stuff that 
I thought I dealt with. When you're forced to sit down <laughs> and you're forced to be with yourself, you know, that's when the true healing starts. So I'm actually very grateful for this experience. Um, it wasn't that long ago, but just seeing the growth and what I'm able to now give to other people because I've been through this, it was, it was, it was meant to be, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it was definitely meant to be. So, yeah. Wow. I love that. <clears throat> yeah. Both of you are so inspiring in terms of how you handled that. I don't even know how to describe it. Life-changing experience. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, amazing to see. I guess my example is maybe I'll go back a few years in terms of my spiritual awakening. I um, And it's interesting how certain things happen that totally change um, the direction of your life. I mean, if I hadn't, if we, if we hadn't been kind of thrown out of Uganda, who knows what my life would be like, right? And um and I think it was a blessing in the end to come to the UK. But I think sure at the time, we didn't feel like it was a blessing. Um, but yeah, even when I started, when I finished my education, I, I was very much mentally driven. I was very much corporate focused. I was very much determined to become CEO of the world. I was um, doing all the right things, positive mental attitude, affirmations, all that sort of stuff. I had a great job, great salary, company car. Everything was going well, right? But I was very much mental i hadn't really opened myself up to spirituality and then um a so-called friend at the time decided that i was being too successful so she did something in hinduism a bit of black magic that kind of made me lose my success perceived success um so i got made redundant i was out of work for two years in a dark space um if it if my sister was living at the time and she you know she wasn't there i don't know how i would have would have survived in many ways, including financially. Um, and then something just happened, right? So I went to see, a friend wanted to go and see a religious lady. I went there and she's the one that told me something happened. And then that led to kind of releasing whatever that lock is. And it took over two years. Um, but then when, again, when I came out of it, I was very much realized that there's so much more going around me than just this mental stuff. So it opened me up to the spiritual path, opened me up to looking for spiritual teachers, spiritual healing. And, um, you know, it was a dark time, but at the end of the day, I don't I have no regrets. I don't have any um, animosity to the person that did it. Um, obviously not friends anymore, but um, I know it was a soul contract. I know it was meant to open me up and it has changed my life. I mean, I'm very much, I'm sure I would have been very much high up in the corporate world if I'd stayed down that path, but would I have been happy, right? And would I have been completing my destiny or my purpose? So, you know, I love this conversation. I'm sure we could we could carry on for, for hours. Um, and you, we could persevere with it, right? Um, but I, I'd love to, um, as as we start to close, we always love to ask a couple of questions to our listeners um, in terms of maybe it's a journal prompt, maybe it's a, you know, question for them to really kind of dig deep in terms of, what are they going through and how are they going to heal? So, um, Stacey, I'm going to start with you first. Have you got a question or two that you would leave with our listeners to really maybe journal on or to, to ask themselves? So when you're in the thick of it, trying to persevere through something, I think sometimes we can get in survival mode and kind of shut off connection 
And so my first piece of advice would be to get yourself present in the moment to pick up your journal and document the ways that the universe, God, your higher power is showing up for you through doing intentional gratitude and kind of seeing what those blessings are in the mess. Um, you know, it was a practice that I had already instilled within me before everything happened with my son. But even as I was going through those dark days, I had a tremendous amount of gratitude for the, for the medical care he was receiving for the people that surrounded us and helped take care of us in a season where we couldn't. And by me bringing into my awareness that gratitude and that the ways that I was still being provided for and cared for really helped me to continue to, to persevere, to continue to press on even through those hard hours. So I would say to anybody who is facing a challenging season right now, getting still with yourself, getting present in the moment and practicing some gratitude would be exactly where I would start. Nice. Thanks, Stace. Faye, what would you, what would you advise our, our listeners? I would say um, to ask yourself, what is this situation teaching me? And it's easier said than done when you're in the moment. Trust me, I've been there. I, I know but what I found of being on my more recent spiritual journey that's been over the last three years um, is that there was a lesson in every single thing, no matter how difficult it was, no matter how painful, how heart-wrenching, you know, and you mentioned something earlier, Stacy, about, um, you know, when you're also dealing with mental health challenges, I too have anxiety. I have an anxiety condition <laughs> um, that I was diagnosed with about almost a decade ago. So sometimes it's hard when you're in the thick of it, right? To put that aside and really kind of hone in on what is this lesson teaching me right now? So I would say, be still, you know, take some time if you can to be by yourself. If you don't have that in your house, if you can sit in the car, if you don't have that in the car, go for a walk down the street, go to a park. Um, and just be with yourself and ask, like, what is it that I am either learning from this or what can I learn from this? Because we can't always shift our circumstances Im immediately, but know that they do change. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Think of any bad circumstance that you've ever had, any obstacle, any derailment. It has passed Right. And even though it wasn't something that was happy or something to celebrate, it's still past. It's in the past. Right. So just be with yourself and ask, what is it that I'm learning from this? What is it that I can learn from this? How can I go into this differently? How can I, you know, evolve from this situation? How can I show up for myself? How can I show up for others? So I think that is the most important part. And that is also key to persevering, right? Because you have to understand the lesson in it because you can't change it if you don't understand the lesson. And moving forward, you, you want something, you want to create something that's new and you can. So that would be um, my suggestion for anyone who's li listening and that's struggling with that. Back to you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you to both of you. That's beautiful. And um 
Yeah, it's really interesting as I think about it. It's if any of you and if anybody was to hear you guys on Clubhouse or you know any platform, I wonder wonder if how many would actually think that you guys would be anxious behind the screen, would be anxious when you know it's kind of it's just you know and, and it's just that I guess the other advice would be is don't compare yourself, right? We're all on this unique journey, and um, who knows what other people are going through. But I I agree that. And again, it may sound difficult, may feel difficult, but everything that you're going through is happening for a reason and it is expanding in some kind of way. And I guess the, my question would be that kind of similar to phase, but go back to uh, maybe one of your most difficult experiences and think about how did you get through it? What did you learn from it? And what are you doing differently today because of that experience? And when you go back and you realize that you got through it, Maybe that helps you understand what you're going through today and maybe allows you to kind of get through it much quicker. Just food for thought. I, I've, I've loved this conversation. I love you guys. I love the, the, just the openness of the conversation. And, um, yeah, as we close out, I'd like to kind of, I guess, hand over to, to each of you individually, maybe just talk about how people can contact you, what you've got coming up and any ways that people can work with you. Stace, I know we do a lot of stuff together, so but I'll hand to you first, and then we can go to Faye. Yeah, so one of the things that I love doing is working one-to-one -one with individuals who want readings. And so if you are interested in booking a reading, you can visit my website. Um, Namesh and I also do a really beautiful mentorship program that's 12 weeks long. We work with individuals in that program, but we're also launching a group program starting March 13th. It's our first group. We're almost filled up, um, but there might be a spot or two left if you're interested. Um, you know, this podcast is a great initial way to connect and, and, and kind of engage in some conscious conversation. But if you're wanting to dive deeper, I really believe that our mentorship program is very impactful in changing and shifting your life. And if you're in a season of challenge, there's no better time to make yourself a priority. So you can reach out to either one of us through a DM on our social media, or we both have websites that you can reach out to us as well. So I would say that's, that's what we have going on. What about you, Faye? All right. Um, so I am currently still in the process of developing look perseverance, right? <laughs> Life happens and you just keep on plugging and chugging. Um, so you can find me at the Love Code Tribe on Instagram. Um, I'm building a community there, a healing space for women. Um, men are welcome too, um, but the healing space currently will be for women. I'm also um, developing a podcast. I will be releasing the first episode um, just in the few short weeks. So I'm excited about that. Um, so everything will be at the love code. So just follow me on Instagram and you can learn about the programs that I'm going to be releasing and the podcast and just see what else is going on um, in that space. So you can reach me there. And thank you both for having me. This has been such a beautiful experience. I love you guys. Oh, we love you too. We love you too. <laughs> and um, I will leave um, um, Stacey and Faye's Instagram details on in the show notes so you can reach out to them. Um, the only thing I'd mention in terms of addition to what Stacey says in terms of working on is we also 
do a beautiful joint Akashic record reading where you get two readers, you get divine feminine, divine masculine. It's like a unique experience. We also do training on Akashic, on Akashic records. If Akashic records is something that appeals to you, then reach out to us. We're happy to train you on it. Um, Akashic records are a record of everything your soul's been through. So when you get a reading, you're allowing us to go deeper in who you really are. I love, love, love spending time with you guys and um, just, you know, I love you guys and I love the, this time together. I'm looking forward to this episode coming out and getting feedback. I uh, feel really blessed with all the feedback we get, everyone that's listening and um, just receive, love receiving those DMs and that feedback. So please continue to give us feedback. And yeah, if you have any ideas on what topics you want us to cover in the future, let us know. Um, sending lots of love and light out to everyone. Stace, I'm going to hand over to you as I always do to close us out. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, like I said, we'll have our details in the show notes and we love doing this podcast and love getting your feedback. So if you want to take the time to rate and review, we would be grateful. Thanks for being here. Thanks everybody. See you soon. Bye.